is the Notebook Wagering Show on the Wild Style Network. Here are your hosts, Q, Smitty, Matt, and Jay Cam. Hey, it's Wednesday night. We got the whole team here tonight, live from the Salisbury Center, fueled by Monster Energy. We got Q down in Myrtle Beach. I think, I think he's been laying on a raft most of the day. What's going on, buddy? How are you? That's it. I almost got on this raft shirtless back there, but I didn't know if it was good for broadcasting. So, <laughs> but it's, it's good here in North Myrtle Beach. Weather's great. Uh, I don't like South Carolina for the fact that you can't bet. But here we are. Very man, true. Man, you got to get out get of that, this, you gotta get out of that get state. state get out of that state. It's horrible. Get this state fixed. We need gambling here. It's good. Ooh, they, man, oh, man. they literally said that will be like the third least state to ever go. Well, it needs to be sooner. <laughs> Utah and Idaho. Do you know why they're? <laughs> yeah. All right. We also got the guys up from Pittsburgh really quick. Let's bounce into it. Jason, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. We're ready to turn the seasons here. We're, we're pretty close. Trade deadline's over for baseball. It means the Pirates season is effectively over. <laughs> the camp has started. So it's time to do the college football study. There you go. Maddie. what's happening tonight? Yeah, baseball ready to roll. I mean, I got to see the Pirates-Phillies the other night. Took in a game. A horrible performance. Well, not a horrible performance, but the outcome was a little lackluster, but Still a great ballpark and ready to talk a little baseball. Let's do it. Okay, let's dive in. We got a couple games here tonight. Uh, I had one bet this afternoon. The Brewers did not do it. Then those Nats got me again, man. Fighting real late in that. Got, I think, two or three in the bottom of the ninth and got me there. So uh, what can you do? All right, here. Let's try to get some winners tonight. We gave out some plays last week. And that last week card was crazy. There were some wild games that we were playing. You had Lance Lynn still there with the Cubs. That game got crazy. Um, and then that uh, Texas Astros game was really, really um, high scoring. But let's get into it. We got a 745. So if you are ready to bet, and we are always ready to bet here at Notebook Wagering here. You got the Twins playing the Cardinals. You got Ryan against Hudson. Now, I'm I'm going off my note card, guys. So, again, you guys, I don't have a computer in front of me here. So, Jason, if you have one, you can update some of these lines if you guys have it. But I had the Twins uh, about minus 134 money line over under was at nine, if that has not changed. The only thing that's a little – Hudson doesn't seem like he's been pitching a lot. It seemed mm-hmm. like maybe he's like a bullpen arm that's now starting because – you know, the Cardinals did trade some people, and we'll talk trade deadline here in a couple minutes. But um, is anybody on this game tonight? Is Maddie, let's start with you. Anything, you, any likes in this one? I like the over. Uh, it dropped down to eight and a half. So I'm going to ride the over. Give me that. I believe it's probably minus 117. Uh, Joe Ryan, who I love, but his ERA is not impressive, struggled recently, and Hudson's the same. So they both have a, a four, four, like one ERA. I'm going to take a take a shot in the dark and give me the over, a little heat wave, get the ball jumping. Anybody else on this? Yeah. Q, got anything on this one? No, yeah, you're, not. Down to, you're down to minus 125 here on the Twins. I'm actually, I think I'm going to take the Cardinals here, plus 105. Uh, both teams' offense is playing pretty good last month, but uh, Ryan, like you said, that FIP 529 over the last 30 days, that's not good. Um, and that Twins team, I don't have a lot of faith in them anyway. Cardinals are now unburdened by who's going to be there and who's not. Give me the, give me the Redbirds. Okay, let's go to another game here. This is a big one. I mean, this is Reds, Cubs. Cubbies are playing fantastic. Now, I did see Stroman did just go to the IL this late this afternoon. But this, this is a big one here. Cubs last night really put it on the Reds. You got, I think, Williamson against, I think it's Smiley that goes tonight for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I jumped on this game. I'm going to do the run line tonight. I got the run line with the Reds. I like teams that are coming off a really bad performance. And if you look at Smiley, he's 8-7, and 4.50 ERA. But if you look at the home ERA, 5.94. So I'm going to try to take a chance here. And you give me the plus one and a half. And you, it's minus 140. I really like that tonight. So I played that. I'm on the Reds tonight. Is anybody else on... Any thoughts on this game? What, what's the over in this game? 11-11. And that's kind of skyrocketed here the last. It's kind of gone up all afternoon, Q, on this. Um, it's kind of jumped throughout we'll the day, the, I think. 
conditions at Wrigley that must be really favorable for home runs if that's the case. Yeah, seven, yeah. eight miles an hour blown out to left. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm sure it's hot. So. No. I guess sitting on a 6-5 game, uh, which is very realistic. Like you said, Smiley's throwing a mid-five ERA. Uh, decent offense. I mean, the Cubs are playing really good ball late. You know, they kind of started off hot. They they had May and June where they kind of uh, kind of cooled off a little bit, and then they kind of struck fire again. And then you look at their trade deadline. They're, I mean, they were buyers, and for a team, I mean, yeah, I need them to win seventy seven games. That's here nor there. They're not going to win a, a World Series, and it, the it seemed like they're really making a play for it. So. I mean, I like the Cubs on this one, but I, I think the over could get there. I mean, they, they are a good hitting team. And, and like I said, you know, who would have thought Bellinger was going to bat as well as he has all season? You know, he's had a couple good seasons, two bad seasons, and now he's back to, you know, vintage Bellinger. So I think the team's playing hot. I think they're motivated right now. I think they scored some runs. I think you could actually get over that 11 with relative ease. Yeah, I'm with you. I know it's a scary number, but it, these Last five games, these guys have played three, one, and one to the over of eleven. So I mean, they've put up some runs here. Last night, obviously, twenty-nine runs. So the Cubbies scored twenty, would give up nine. Not a great story. So uh, I'll take the over here. I'll, I'll, I'll get. I'll go with you, Q. Smitty, I don't have anything on this one. I, I mean, as soon as J Cam and Smitty or uh, J Cam and Q put bets in on this, that over is going to go to eleven and a half. You know what their big bet is down. <laughs> Man, the lone wolf not going to do anything. like a shot, but I'm sure it was a compliment. He's going to do the wagers like at Iowa State quarterback. He's going to just play it out a little bit here. That's all good. So, you know. Like an Iowa kicker. Iowa kicker, too. Yeah, maybe we have time to talk about that. All right, let's go 805, man. Again, we love winning money, and we're going to try to win you money. And if you are watching us and you have any questions with the games tonight, please let us know. You got the White Sox playing Texas here. I jumped on this game here. You got Cease. I'm really surprised that he's still there. He probably doesn't want to be there, but he's there against Texas. And Texas really has to get this going, I think. They got to, you know, they added some pieces here, and I like what Texas did. I like what the Astros, but I think that Astros team's really going to come on here and maybe take this division here. But you got Dunning against Cease. Um, Dunning... Five and one, three point five two ERA at home. Cease is three and one, four point zero three ERA. But I did jump on this. Let me see what I got. This I got this a little bit ago on my site. I got Texas. I'm laying uh, minus one fifty five. But I kind of feel good about Texas tonight. Anybody else want to join me and join the dark side and take Texas tonight? Q's bouncing his head, and I don't think that means that we're going to jump on a raft together and float around down there in Myrtle. Q, you, you on board with that game? Yeah, I love Texas. I mean, Dane Dunning is a Florida, uh, Florida. You know, oh, you know product. he's taking it. You know he's on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had to do it. We talked it, like, anytime Florida play. You know, players play. We got to take them because they're winners. Uh, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, um, hide the shirt because obviously we see Dane Dunning is a good pitcher. Uh, he was a setup guy at Florida. He was always a starter. We're seeing him kind of blossom into his own now. He's been in the league three or four years. Um, Texas is there to, to win a World Series, right? I mean, they, they kind of pushed all the chips in. They got Scherzer. You know, he's a good leader on and off the field. They've got the offense. I, I mean, you mentioned it, like Dylan Cease, he's a great pitcher, but you get two different great pitchers. You know, you get the one who's motivated because you're in a run, and then you get it. He's just raw, great talent who doesn't want to be there. The team's terrible. They have nothing to play for. I actually think we're probably getting a bargain with Texas at minus one fifty five, in my opinion. All right, I'm going the other way. I'm actually I'm going to take uh, White Sox first five with Cease. He's well, you like really well. Huh? <laughs> I was I with you, I was with you last time. Now I'm going against you. I, I'm yeah, hating on Florida. I'm getting ready for college football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really I'm going to Dane Dunning's number is really not that great over the last month. Cease's numbers are really good. Both teams are decent against right-handed pitching. So, yeah, give me the, the nice little plus 105 for the first five. I can tell you see the Rangers coming back against that uh, a little questionable White Sox bullpen. I like when we go against each other. Makes the show a little bit more interesting. Matty. I'm going to go different here. Um, I don't like the line of the game or anything these two turkeys are talking about. But give me a Dulles Garcia over half of an RBI tonight, plus 110. 
a little play like prop. That. I like Please. that. Man, again, you tune in. We're giving you totals. We're giving you money line. We're giving you player props. What other show on a Wednesday night's doing that right now at seven thirty nine? Prop that I sports grid. I've got a play. I've been really well. I need to start posting it. Um, Josh Jung for that team. Mm-hmm. You put him with like one or two other guys to record a hit. That guy's. I mean, he's just nailing bets for me. The guy. I mean. Yeah, they got Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, but don't forget about Jung. He, I mean, that guy is up and coming. He is a legit force in that 6-7 hole for that team, and he, that just tells you how deep that lineup is. Um, start running those over one, uh, over half hits. You know, you start getting into Acuna and them over one and a half, but you start parlaying a couple guys and you get some decent odds. You get like plus 250, and you can win some money, but Josh Jung's definitely a guy that I've been kind of um, backing lately and succeeding with. All right. Great info there. Okay, next game, uh, 8-10. We got the Mets traveling to the hot Kansas City. Four in a row. Man, did they, the Mets, I'm so mad at the Mets. I had them best bet down, and they came back, took the lead, and then it was tied, and then they were up again, and then I don't even think they, I think they balked the winning run in last night. What a, I went 5-1, 5-1 last Last night, but my best bet on the site, I lost with the stupid Mets. So I'm not happy with the Mets. I don't know who's this. Singa, seven and five, three point one seven against. I think cool. I think it's Riggins, uh, two and three, five point two two ERA. I don't know. I mean, this Mets team, and I and I'll say this. You know, I put it in on site with Sharp Angle Syndicate yesterday, and it was just one of those. After I did it, I was like, oh, man, this might not be good because you knew they were going to trade a bunch of people, and you're just like, is this Mets team going to just tank now? Is this just going to be a bad? And then they they were winning, and they just couldn't do it. So I'm off this game tonight. There's nothing. Again, Kansas City's won four in a row. I, I, I don't even have advice on this game. I'm so bitter with the Mets. Anybody have anything for our audience with this game? Just don't, don't be a quitter. I'm not, That's not just, you're, you're better than that. You, 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 you've actually said it though. Royals are hot. Take them with the one and a half runs on the run line uh, at minus 120. Okay. You know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> that a boy. I mean, again, this is, we talk about this. This is like an after school, pro, like it's that peer pressure. Go to the dance. Maybe have a cocktail before the dance and let's do it. So I'll throw a little bit on there. I'll jump on there with you, Maddie, on that one. Let me, anybody else, when I put this in. Here comes Jason the poo poo. Yeah. He, I want to be the poo poo. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, getting one and a half is niceness because I don't think teams are going to score. Neither one hits the other hand very well. And Senga's been really good, actually, the last month. And Reagan's well, it looks like he only had one start, but it was decent. So um you gotta wonder what's gonna you're gonna get out of the Mets from effort for the rest of the season and the world's just stink anyway so kind of lean toward the under I'm not gonna take it though but I mean one and a half is gonna go far I did a small bet on that Maddie I did the run line plus the one and a half Royals good job way to twist my arm I like it all right I'll join you okay let's go come on let's fire all night Wednesday <laughs> night let's go Q the jump team. on Q get jump on that raft right now and put a bet in with the Kansas City Royals let's go drive down to Georgia Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Where are we at here? Uh, that's 810-945. Again, there's some great Nick and Knight stuff if you want to watch that. But we got Arizona playing San Francisco. This is Webb for the Giants. Eight and nine has a three-something ERA. I had a question mark for Arizona on my one side. I did not know who was going to get the start here tonight. Jay. Anybody on the starter for Arizona? Shane Sacconi, I believe, is getting the start for Arizona. I don't believe he's started this year. Okay. Okay. I was was going to say. It's a state. You just don't know what you're going to get from Webb and Sacconi, obviously. Webb, he's had a couple of decent starts. He struggled for a little while. He did have a decent start heading into the All-Star break. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't tell you what he did uh, in his most recent start after the All-Star break. Um, But it's two weird teams. Well, I will, th- I will throw this out really quick. This is 20 to 25 miles per hour winds, but this is not a ballpark. The wind, sometimes you're like, wow, it's really blown out. It should be high scoring. And sometimes it doesn't just with the ballpark, but they did say 20 to 25 mile per hour winds maybe higher at the game tonight. So I think I did. Did I take an over in this? Let me 
No, I thought I did. I did not. Over. I, did, right. I did not. The over didn't really move. It was eight, I think, from the morning, and I think it was still eight most of the day. So there's not a lot. If you read the the conditions, you would have thought it would have bounced around a little bit. Is it still at eight, guys? Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't like when there's not a lot of movement. Nah. Especially yeah. not with yeah, when you get wind like that, no movement, I don't like that. Yeah. Anybody any thoughts on this? Any action? I don't want to wait. I don't want to lay one seventy five with Webb that offense. Um D backs have been a little bit better on the road with their offense lately, so the Coney, though, is numbered to AAA, not exactly great. So he's kind of getting the emergency call up here. Uh, I want to pass, but I would definitely lean Giants. I, I, I don't have anything on it. I did write down the over as well, Smitty, at, at minus 117. That was a while ago. It, it all depends. Uh, the new guys for Arizona, like Tommy Pham, they basically traded for because he's great <laughs> against lefties. He's not facing a lefty, so I, I don't know. The over even scares me. I think this is a true stay away tonight. Yeah, all the numbers I write down from some of the sites I look at, they had it like right there, like seven and a half, right at the eight. I just don't, yeah, with the win. You would think this would have got up to about eight and a half, nine. And like I said, reading about the ballpark, even with the wind out, they just said sometimes it doesn't really affect a lot of things like you would think like in Wrigley or some of the other ballparks. So I'm going to stay off of it too. Yeah, it's right on the bay, so we got the really heavy air in California, so ball just doesn't travel at night there. Let's move on. All this right. game's away. All right. Hey, our favorite, we got our last game of the night. Uh, you got Oakland playing the Dodgers. Hogan, Harris, everybody. I see he gets, wasn't that our fan favorite last week? Sounded like a pro wrestler with Barry O. Now, last week, Jason, he didn't start. He came in, right? That yeah, he was the uh, he was the uh, follower. All right, I have no, I have no. I mean, it's this week he's the leader. It's tough to go against <laughs> my guy Hogan Harris. I'm going to stay off. I, I mean, again, <laughs> I would do. I'd look at run line Dodgers again. They can score a lot of runs. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I would probably do run line if you want to take something late. I would probably stay off this game, but I do like Hogan Harris. Yeah, yeah. Dodgers are like 5:45 slugging for the last month against left-handed pitching. So. uh not a great matchup for Hogan here, who also sounds like a PGA golfer who would be competing this week uh, <laughs> to try to make the top seventy. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I think I could lay in the run line. is probably not the worst idea here. All right, everybody else, a pass on that. I think if you're, I think if you're chasing money tonight, you you uh, maybe grab a late night beer, sit down, and hope for a uh, home run bash and show here on old Hogan Harrison. And maybe play the over on this one. Okay. Overplay. There you go. Watch Golden Girls and play the over in the Dodgers game, and we're <laughs> we're good to go. I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, let's keep going, Major League Talk. We got a lot. We're going to bounce Major League Trade Talk. We're going to hit the golf. We're going to get into the Hall of Fame game and try to get a winner in the um, preseason for you tomorrow night. Football starts, and we're going to try to do some Heisman talk here. So we're going to go fast here. Overall, guys, I'm going to just bounce around the table here with you guys. When any big winner, any big loser, what were you surprised about the trade deadline? I'm going to go with Maddie first. Anything that surprised you, you liked, or did you just was like shocked on a team that didn't do anything? What do you have, Maddie? Um, wow. So I, I think I, I don't see a real winner by people trading, but I definitely think there's some real losers from people who didn't do anything, like the Reds. I mean, they have all the momentum. They have this young core who's fun, and they went out and they got no one. They got no pitchers, which they need. And I think that's like a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, another team, a big-name team, the Yankees, I think they just totally choked away what they were doing. And now they're scuffling even more. I texted you guys. I think Boone's a prime candidate to get the act here by season end or definitely at the end of the year. But I, yes, Minnie, I don't see any winners. Uh, if I had to, if I had to put a winner out there, I think it's Verlander going to the Astros, the biggest move. I hate the Astros. I hate what they did. They're going to be in again. It, it's nauseating to watch these guys. But I think there's more losers than there are winners. And I throw the, the Rangers in there, but I don't want to steal people's airtime. So I'll let you guys fire away next. All right, Q. What do you got? Who's the winner? Who's the big loser in the trade deadline yesterday? 
play the Astros are a winner. I think you get Verlander. He's won, what, two rings with you. Uh, you gave a Drew Gilbert. Uh, kids, very unorthodox. They had to straighten some stuff out for him. Uh, he was the number one prospect, the number four solid two. But you're going to guy who's a Hall of Famer. He's coming back to, to win you in uh, essentially a World Series now versus, you know, in three, four years. So I think they won. I would say my most perplexed or most confusing trade was the uh, Cubs Nationals with Candelario going to the Cubs. I, I didn't understand that. You know, when I look at the Cubs lineup, I don't see Bellinger. I, if I'm not mistaken, Bellinger is only on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see them resigning him. The, the year he had, he's going to command over $100 million. I just don't see them giving that up. So I was confused why he wasn't, you know, part of a trade. But then you go get Candelario as if, like, you're going to make this great run when the Central go ahead to the World Series. I just didn't see it. So to give up – now, granted, they didn't give up, you know, top-ten prospects. Uh, but they gave up guys with decent potential who have had somewhat decent minor league uh, outings. Uh, it just seemed weird to me. Like, you're, you're a team that's playing 500 ball. I don't know what made you think that just because you're going to win a week NL Central this year makes you a contender. So that was my most confusing – and then I think the loser, like Matt said, will be the Reds. The Reds had so much momentum, you know, with De La Cruz. Um, you know, you got Joey Votto back, who's starting to hit the ball well. Like, I, I just thought I would have seen them go for kind of that Max Scherzer, that Justin Verlander, to really put that team over the top. And, and they just didn't do it. And it was weird. All right, Jason, what do you got? Winner, loser yesterday with the trade deadline. I give the I'll actually say the Mets are gonna be kind of winners. No one will say that, but they've really got some really good prospects here for moving those guys. They freed up a ton of cash to go spend next year. It's not like they're a small market team that kind of clear the decks and boy, we were overspending there for a while. They just basically freed up cap room to go out and get you know pitching to go address that next year. You know, suddenly they've got a lot of young players that are kind of right there. Like you know, one of those outfielders is really close. I don't know if Clifford is. Um, and also, you know, I was called uh, Akunu's brother, another good player that they got in the uh, the first trade. So they set themselves up pretty nicely. I think the Orioles kind of missed a chance to make a splash move. I would have liked to have seen them get one of the big pitchers. I understand not breaking up the farm system, but, you know, it, the one lesson I'll say is that from the Pirates' little nice little run there in the early t- 2010s was that you can't wait till next year if you're a small market or a smaller market because you don't know if it'll be there. You don't know if you'll – Somehow get knocked off in a wild card game two years in a row after you you probably and you probably should have made all chips in the first year, which can happen a lot. And uh, that would be my only warning there. And I know the same warning for the Reds is if you're this close this late in the season, you got to go for it. Uh, you can't be that conservative unless your farm system is just ridiculously stacked. And you know the Orioles is the Reds isn't, so kind of a mistake there. But it's going to be interesting. Like I thought the Phillies could have did a little more. I think you know you know obviously they're not going to win their division, but they're going to be good in the wild card. Um, I think a couple other teams that are kind of underneath the radar should do a little more. Um, and I think the Pirates should have sold more. I think, you know, Bednar is not going to have a better year than this. And you could have got a lot for him. You know, Mitch Keller, you, you don't, you know, he doesn't like the first extension offer you gave him. He's a guy, he's really a one year wonder. I don't want to say that. I don't want to jinx it, but he really kind of is. And that's a team that really seemed like the Orioles and the Pirates. I thought, I thought that trade actually might happen because that seemed like a good alignment where you get a younger player, you get a couple years of control. You give up maybe a prospect who's a little further behind than Keller is, maybe like a DL Hall, something like that. But didn't really happen. Um, so I think the Pirates, you know, they did good at getting rid of some of their own vets and getting some like um, lottery tickets. But I really think they could have made more of an impact because it didn't seem like anybody wanted to get rid of anybody. And when that happens, I think that's when you need to make trades. How dare you say the Phillies didn't do enough? They brought in Mr. Cellphone himself. <laughs> he stole third or slid in the third with the cell phone in his pocket. That guy has a good lottery ticket. He, he yeah, he might, he, that's a that's a little league park, man. That guy can hit some bombs. Now, if he just hey, hits right handed, I'm just of fastball, man. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I just wanted to stress that he still plays. I kind of like that trade for both teams. I think it's two guys that could come in. Pirates need arms. That guy can come in and eat some innings. I think the Phillies got to. I like what the Phillies did with uh, the guy from the Tigers. Again, I've been yeah. bragging up the Phillies the last like two weeks on the show. I like where the Phillies are going direction-wise. I wrote down, I, I like the Astros, and I just think the Astros, again, are just a team that's in the right direction. Texas scuffling a little bit, but I like what Texas did. I agree with you guys a lot. I, a lot of the teams that you guys said I had down. 
I, the Reds were my number one team that, like, what are you doing? Why didn't you go do something? And I have a ticket on you to win this division, so please win it. I mean, that's a good number. Um, you know, a little pizza money to win some money. I love it. But why didn't you go do anything? The pitching's not good. There was some arms out there. Go get it. I mean, I understand Green. I don't know what his injury is to come back when they might get him. And, I mean, you can look at people like that and say, okay, that's like a trade. We get him back and we add him back to the rotation. And that's great. I have the Yankees also. The Yankees were, I mean, it's a head scratcher to me with the Yankees. I mean, we've had Will Hill on our show many times, and he talks about it. The son is not the father because Big George is probably rolling around in his grave. Three and a half games out of the wild card, and you're sitting there doing nothing. I had Boston, another team, you know, right there, playing well. And you might not want to mess everything up. I get it. But you didn't do anything? Twins. I mean, that division. We've talked about that division all all summer. I mean, they go, Cleveland gets rid of Josh Bell. And and you get a minor league guy. And then the guy... um, they released the other guy. He was, uh, what was his name? He was played for the Phillies. They released him today. They got in that deal already. Um, Singer, what's his name? Um, what was that? Gene Segura. Oh, yeah. Gene Segura. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, te- they were already, so those are teams. I was just shocked. And like you guys said, there was teams that you were just like, I don't understand. Like the Giants didn't do anything. And I'm sorry, the Dodgers, we talked last Wednesday. Lance Lynn was your big pickup. Now, he did throw the other day and gave up three runs, and maybe he's going to pitch better there. Good veteran, and you can add in, but it's like, where was the splash? And, you know, I'm going to say Baltimore, too, and we talked about this. Jack Flaherty went there, and I said it wasn't bad. Jason said, I don't like it, and a couple. I'm going to – I'm kind of right on the fence because I think the guy is going to be okay, but it wasn't a big splash. And the yeah. same thing, you're like, what's Baltimore waiting for? You haven't been a winner for years. I think they just aren't system so much. And Okay, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. You can have, and I love, listen, being a Pirate fan, you love prospects. It's always like, yeah. we got prospects, and that's great. Well, but if you have a chance to win, like, and that now they're starting, like, they just promoted a guy, and I saw some people right on Twitter, they're like, where's he going to play? There's no positions on the yeah. major league team. You can get all the prospects you want. And they said it on one, I think on one of the shows today, maybe it was major league baseball channel. And the one guy said, you know, Flaherty's okay. I think he'll a piece, but he goes, you have a draft next year. You have a draft the following year. Yeah. You give it up and then you try to restock and you go for it. And I think those two teams, I do give a little bit of credit for Baltimore. At least they went and got some type of arm. I think he's going to be okay. Is it a superstar? You know, I don't think it's the superstar. Go ahead, Q. You want to chime in? Yeah, I was just saying, at least at least with Flaherty, he does have playoff experience. He actually has been somewhat decent in the playoffs. He just had no run support. Um, it, it could have been worse for them. I do agree they probably could have made a bigger splash, but in their mindset, they they love their what they have in the in the farm system. So at least they did make a move where a guy has actually been in the playoffs more than one start. Uh, so I, I don't think they're an F by any means. I'd probably mm-hmm. give that a C, a C plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I definitely think it improved the the pitching rotation. So um, for them not to have to give up the farm system to get a a, a technical upgrade, yeah, I, it's better than some of the teams. Uh, and I'm just gonna, def- go ahead, Maddie. I was gonna. I, can I just I'm jump? Go go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna brag you up last week because you said last week that you did not think this was gonna be just craziness, and it really overall it wasn't really craziness. So, I, good call on you on that. Go ahead. I, I will defend Baltimore. I think Q kind of just hit it there. I I don't think I, I'm gonna use the analogy. If it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. And they're uh, first place overall in the AL right now. So people have to chase them. And why get rid of these young kids when we can, and this is a bold statement, but we can kind of form a dynasty. Maybe this is the start of it. And then maybe in the off season is when you go out and you get that big number one starter without having to give up your prospects and, and mortgage anything in the future. 
I do think this organization has aligned itself perfectly to potentially, and I'm going to use air quotes, potentially build that uh, like dynasty. Although I don't think anybody can do a dynasty anymore, but I think they have the, the tools to do it. And that's a city that absolutely loves baseball and they got the market down there for it. So I will defend them. I, I like Flaherty and I, I think that's all they need is an innings guy and a good veteran. I don't think they need anybody flashy to mix in with those young kids. So I think they did it right. And, and I'll tell you with the pirates, David Bednar, I I've been saying it like if the deal, I think they were asking for a lot and it just wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. But when you saw a Saturday night, and I said this to a good friend of mine on the phone yesterday during the deadline. It was his bobblehead night. He came in and got like, I think, an inning and a third. And then he's down under the bridge, like down under the overpass, slamming beers with people in Pittsburgh. They weren't trading them. I said, because if they do, they might burn PNC Park down. And let, me, let me chime in real quick. Hey, so they that, traded your walker. Yeah, yeah, but Neil Walker is on his last leg when they kind of got David Benar still is under contract for a couple more years. I, hey, listen, they, I, I, I said to do it. I said to do it. I get yeah, it, Jason. Go ahead, Matt. They, they, they hey, touch too. I've been to a lot of games down there. It, I've only been to two sellouts down there. This one was a sellout. I had standing room only tickets. The, the other sellout was the opening game for PNC Park. And I've probably been to... I don't know, a hundred games in that, that time frame from the opening of the PNC till now. That's the only sell. Uh, and it was electric when he came. I think he actually got one and two thirds in. Yeah, I, think yeah. got a, I think he got a five out stage yeah, and five. they were going Dude. nuts. And I heard it from all the Pirates he's, fans. He's from, course, he's from Pitt. It's like Kenny Pickett, man. When Kenny Pickett played at Pitt, it would go, I'm going to, after they would win and go, I'm going to go down and slam drinks with people. Man, those people love that. They love it. So I, I just yeah. did, I didn't think Mitch Keller, I thought was going to go Jason. After you hear about the extension talk, I thought Keller was going to go maybe, but I think again, they have one more year with him. Let's see with skeins, if they can do anything with that. All right. Hey, let's bounce off. We got a little bit of time. We want to hit some NFL and some quick college, and then we got to give out our, the last big golf tournament, not a big star studded everything here, but we got the jets. We got football tonight, tomorrow night, fellas. Are you pumped? Q do a cannon, yeah. Q do a cannonball and show me that you're pumped right now. Let's go. Hey, I do want to give you um, a little tidbit. I actually caught it from Kelly in Vegas' show, so I don't, I don't want to steal her thunder. But um, and it, forgive me, I don't remember the gentleman who was on there. Uh, he shoots like seventy percent on the preseason, and he said, "When you get into games like these, he said there's two things that matter: the coaches and the depth. Certain coaches win." The Ravens, John Harbaugh, is 18-0 and 0 in his last 18. His ATS is like 16-2 and 2 or 15-3. and 3. So when he wins, he covers. And obviously, they're not big lines. They're not much nine and a half, things like that. We get that. The biggest key is figuring out. Now, there are a few first-year coaches, so obviously we, you can't really cap those because you just don't know how they're going to be. Look at quarterback depth. Look at quarterback races. And look at what head coaches do. When I look at this game, and forgive me, I didn't see the line. Give me the Jets, and I'll tell you why. We already know Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter. But Zach Wilson has something to prove. Zach Wilson wants to show that he's a solid quarterback for this future because we all know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play another 10 seasons, theoretically. Zach Wilson either wants to show that he can be traded and be a franchise quarterback somewhere else, or the in air quotes, going to make Aaron Rodgers' life living hell. He's obviously, from what I've seen, they say he's been learning a lot from Aaron Rodgers. This is his time to say, hey, I'm actually just as good in in his world or not. When I look at Cleveland, I don't see that. So give me the Jets. I'm going to go because I actually completely disagree with you. Here's here's why. I think Wilson is – the prime backup and Rogers being so old, I don't think he's going to get much time. He's not playing at all. So no, I right. actually you, you you killed it though, Q. So I wrote down so the That's line right. is plus two, and then I said here's the Jets depth chart at quarterback: Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Chris Streveler. That's going to go up against for Cleveland: Josh Dobbs, Kellen Mond, 
And here's my kicker, Dorian Thompson Robinson for for the Browns. Yeah, but you might go thumbs down. That dude's going to run around for a half of football and go nuts. He's going to think this is the, the Rose Bowl game for him and where he can showcase and, hey, how can I get myself on the field? I actually already laid the laid the points. I got Browns money line plus one twenty. We're, right. we're talking about UCLA here, Matt. So it's more like the Sun Bowl. Come on, Rose Bowl. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I like the Jets. I, mean, I, I see your points. I just I think Zach Wilson has more to prove than anybody on Cleveland. I think the Jets have to prove that they're legit. That's just where I left. I I think it's tough because I think both coaches don't like to play people in the preseason. So it's like you do you do really have to look down the depth charts to see who's going to be out there. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I. They're both both rosters are about the same age. Like they have a decent mix of like you're really young and somewhat old. So it's really tough to call. So I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go with Josh Dobbs because it's for he plays really well in the preseason because I guess he thinks that's the only time he's gonna play. But that's a scary situation there at Cleveland. That's their backup situation. Yeah. No, you need a vet. Come on now. You never know when uh short towel syndrome might come back. All right. So let's, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on with Q here and let's just kind of break it down for the audience here. So you got the hall of fame game tomorrow and you might be going, what are these four guys talking about? They're going to gamble this. Well, yeah, we are because we're degenerates and that's, there's nothing else to do on Thursday night and come on board with us and jump on this and let's bet this. All right. So this opened Browns were minus three. This scores and odds. Now the Jets are favorite, uh, minus one and a half. The over-under opened at 34, and now it's 33 and a half. Now, I saw, and I, again, did not write down the guy, so again, please don't sue me because I took your stuff off Twitter. Favorites are 12 and four straight up, eight and five and three ATS since 2005 in the Hall of Fame game. I like, I'm with Q on this. I like the Jets because I like the line movement. Now, I did not, I forgot Dobbs went back there. Kellen Mond is supposed to get the start for Cleveland. He hasn't been very good. And Thompson Robinson, and I like what Maddie said about this because, again, that's why I like preseason. These, some of these guys have to make, they gotta, they gotta make a lot of action happen here, man. And he is a very good athlete. But I like what Q said about the Jets. You look at their quarterback. Now, how much does Zach Wilson get? I hope he plays a little bit because I think he at least quarter. I, I, I think he'll get the quarter. I I hope he plays, and I agree with what Q said because I think this is a guy that it again was supposed to come in and save the franchise. Well, he hasn't, and now you get a great <laughs> veteran, and now you're learning a little bit. Now he's dating older women. His life's good a little <laughs> bit. So I mean, you know, he's he's dating some hot women, older women. Now maybe he's getting something out of Aaron Rodgers, and I think he does have something to prove here. Now, Tim Boyle, I don't know who that is. I wrote his name down. He sounds like a golfer, Jason. You were talking about Hogan Harris on the tour. Tim Boyle. Where did he, did it, can anybody look him up really fast? Where did he play? Eastern Kentucky Colonel, sir. Okay, Eastern (laughs) Kentucky. Thank you so much. And then I didn't even write down the other guy because I'm like, okay, we need some Zach Wilson. I'm going to. I like, I'm going to take the Jets tomorrow. I'm going to just take the money line probably with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and see what we can do tomorrow and try to start the year off with that. Can I throw a little old man in the garage? I was talking to him before I left. He said, oh, you got to give me a, two plays on this. I'm like, okay, let's fire. I don't know what his research was. Don't know. Maybe <laughs> he just looked in the cul-de-sac and saw something and just sparked it. I, I like it. He likes, he goes, nope, he's on with like Maddie. He loves the Browns tomorrow. Likes the Browns, and he says, a lot of people like the under. He goes, nope, it's going to be an over. So old man in the garage, he's been giving plays for the last couple years with us. People love him. He likes Cleveland tomorrow night and the over. I'm going Moneyline Jets. Anybody else have anything to say about that? I'm going to throw in one more thing. I haven't bet it, but I'm going to look at it. There's actually a a bunch of really good under-the-radar DBs playing, especially for, I believe it's the the Browns, the Mitchell kid, I might look at a defensive touchdown in, in a game like this and see what you can get. With these bad quarterbacks, who knows? Maybe a little pick six action. Yeah, I like that little piece of money. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. Smitty also has some Zach Wilson's girlfriend, and she appears to be uh, quite young in Instagram. Oh, he's going back. So, okay. Yeah. Well, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't hurt in the dating category. No, he doesn't. That's for sure. No, he doesn't. Now, no. his last girlfriend. Let's go in a little bit of relation. We're stealing Jess's uh, info. Maybe I don't know if she's coming in after us here tonight, but maybe she can break down Zach Wilson's uh, relationships. But he's dated that one girl, and then like his former teammates started dating her. So I mean, there's all kinds of drama going there. And then he was dating them mom's best friend or something so again good for, uh, good for zach we're, wilson we're, we'll just wait till he's commander's back or quarterback uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right boys you enjoy the rest of the show I'm, like i'm gonna bounce out of here like we talked previously so q can you do a cannonball uh, can you yeah. do a cannonball you water safety, please. <laughs> can you set the phone up and do a cannonball really fast Nah, if I had a swimsuit on, I would. Uh, <laughs> okay, I tried, everybody. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Oh, exactly. Oh, there we go. Come it's on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. All I'll right, buddy. Hey, hey, safe travels tomorrow, buddy. Safe travels. We'll All right, here. We got, it's 810. We got still golf here, but let's do, we're going to jump into a little college football. I'm going to bounce. Um, you know, we're going to break into next week, I think, some conferences. And that's one of our favorite shows to do. We really like breaking down college football here. But let's talk Heisman. Let's see if there's any value out there for the audience with the Heisman. Is anybody on anybody? I have not done a bet yet with the Heisman. I have a couple ideas. And I can't wait tomorrow. My VEASAN magazine comes and those guys do a great job. I can't wait to read that and see what they have. But... um Let's throw it out. Jason, let's start with you, man. Anybody, any odds, anything that you're jumping on? And a lot of, some people don't like betting futures or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, and Jason, maybe he's not one of the guys do it, but they throw a name or two out there. Who do you think can win the Heisman this year? So, yeah, so I'm a good employee. I usually do not bet the Heisman race. I do like futures in college football. I think there's actually some good value, especially with divisions and uh, win totals. So did a little homework. We talked about this on on a texting. So, Basically, you want to pick somebody who's on a team who's going to finish in the top five. That has happened eight of the last ten times, the Heisman winner. The only two exceptions, Caleb Williams, they would have been top ten if they would have beat Tulane. And then Lamar Jackson, because Louisville fell off a cliff the year, he won it. But he also put up 5,000 total yards and 50 touchdowns. So it's kind of hard not to give it to him. So I, look, so that I narrowed my focus there. Try to look for guys like that. Um, so Caleb Williams... Coming back for USC, a lot of people think he's going to repeat. Obviously, he's going to be pretty good. Uh, USC should be in the top two of the Pac-10 or Pac-whatever it is, <laughs> Pac-8 by the time we get to this next <laughs> week. Um, so he's obviously got value. He's only plus 550. That's not enough for me. So I went for some longer shots, and I went for with some teams that I know are going to be in the mix. So I, when I look at that, I look at a Michigan guy. Oh, I like yeah, it. I like Michigan it. guy. Maddie's, the one, Maddie's, the Maddie's ears just though. sparked there a little bit too. I like it. So, obviously, they're going to be in the mix here with the top 10, probably the top five. Could win the Big Ten. A lot of people are picking on the Big Ten. So I actually went with Donovan Edwards out of the three at 100 to one right now because, to me, the more dynamic back of the two, Quorum coming off an injury. I'm not a J.J. McCarthy fan by any means. I think he's a game manager. And you know they're going to run the football. The wide receiver core, you know, they have some upside guys, but they don't really have any proven. So, it's going to be Michigan football. And I just give me the guy who's the splash guy. So, a plus 100, I kind of like him. So, I looked also at Florida State, a team that could be back in the mix. Could return. Nah, nah, I don't like the price, but, you know, if you look at it, they could be there. So, Jordan Travis, a guy who had a pretty good year last year. 14-1, to not the greatest price in the world, but I'll, I'll look that way. Um, I like McCord, the quarterback from Ohio State, potentially, because all the weapons are there. They should be pretty good. You're getting, I think, 22-1 to on him right now. And then I'll go with my own homeboy, Drew Aller. If Penn State can be there, they can knock off Ohio State in Columbus, get to 9-0 and play Michigan at home. You know, he's going to be right there. You know, they had the two good backs, but they're going to be support. They're still going to throw the football. He'll definitely be the face of that team. So 25-1, to decent price. But, yeah, i got to have the bigger numbers. I can't take the smaller numbers. So that's my guys I'm leaning at right now. But definitely, Donovan Edwards, 100 to 1, I think is a really good value right now. Okay, so I just want to jump in here, and I'm going to let you guys go on this segment a little bit, and I'll throw maybe a name or two out. So you're going, I think the last 10 years, there was one running back and one wide receiver. 
So you're really going, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I just glanced at that really quick. I had it down in my notes, but I just wanted to double check it. So you're really, you've thrown, you threw two running backs out there. You're so you're two running backs? No. Oh, no, no. One running back. I'm sorry. Yeah. You went with the quarterback. I'm sorry. So just, do you really think a running back can win this again or a wide receiver? Based only a handful of schools, so I think it could okay. happen. I think it could happen. I probably can't even happen in Alabama anymore because they've opened up the offense. It could have happened to Georgia, but we'll see what their offense is going to look like. They've really lost their offense coordinator. But Michigan is the only school I really think you can do it. Wisconsin was, but they're going to be an air raid now a little bit. So okay, yeah, because that makes all the sense in the world. Hey, we got the big behemoths up front. Let's go throw the ball around with uh, really under talented skill talent. But that's another day. That's a Big Ten day. But um, those are like two schools that you can win it at. But Michigan is definitely one of them. I think Corum was right there last year, especially when they were doing well. Because nobody on the outside impresses you really that much. And, like, you know, they feature the running game and the offensive line. And the best way to feature the offensive line or to reward them is a Heisman Trophy winning running back. So, yeah, no. About every five years, though, you do get a wide receiver or a running back. It does break up. So, I mean, you know, but you're still getting 100 at once, maybe. So, I mean, no, you're I, I, listen, I like all your, I like all your plays. I, I, the Penn State kid, this is the quarterback that they've wanted now for years. I mean, this is the guy that they think's really going to come in. They finally got Sean Clifford out of there. They think this, and the kid's talented. I love your Best Florida line they've had. It's in Franklin's been there. Yes, absolutely. Wide receiver groups, decent. The running backs are really good. Yep. So it'll be interesting. I don't think the defense is quite as good as people think it is, especially up front. So there might be some shootouts. We'll see. I, and I like your Florida State play. Yeah, I like and the I, quarterback. I so I got I got one in the I got one in the ACC. Okay, Maddie, go ahead, really quick here, man. What do we have? Heisman talk. So Maddie, like, not a mind. I knew Jason was going to steal my thunder. He actually almost stole stole it twice. So my first play is Jordan Travis, uh, Florida State. Oh, and I Jason, you said. Yeah, I got him 18-1, to but that was about a month ago. But I did look tonight on Rivers. He was 17-1. to So the odds are still there, a little better than 14-1. to Not sure where you saw him. Here's the reasons why I like him. He's great, great returning O-line. They have a bunch of starters back. But even better than that is he's got a wide receiver, Johnny Wilson. Going to be probably an All-American, 6'7", 230. He's probably going to be like the next – I'll throw it out there, DK Metcalf type. He's really good. So it, those odds are terrific. And like Jason said, I think they're in play for the final four, which gets him the, the notoriety. However, your ticket also may be dead by October. They come out of the gate with LSU at a neutral site. If they get that one, then it's going to be stock up. But then they have Clemson, too, uh, the last week in September. If they come out of that with those two wins, then his stock is going to be sky high. And I think he's probably going to be the play to steal it from Caleb Williams. And then I do have a running back along the lines of what you guys were talking about, which I love. Every so often we get that one guy in there, and this could be the Devonta Smith type year. However, he's from Wisconsin, who you guys brought up. And it's Braylon Allen, who's uh, back-to-back 1,000-yard years. I think he's still only 19. He might turn 20 soon. And their schedule is cake. And that West, the Big Ten West, is trash. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he can put together a James White, Ron Dane, uh, Jonathan Taylor type year and come out of there. And who knows? 2,000 yards, not out of the question. But the new coaching change does scare me. But his odds were 75 to 1. That's definitely worth some piece of money. Yeah, for the price, I like that. I like the player. I like the scheme, we think. We'll know. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely the price, I like that. They were on Visa today talking about Wisconsin, and they real. I think their win total is eight and a half, and they were saying take that. They said yeah. that's going to be. Weird. I mean, they have a quarterback finally, so. Yeah, and I like again. I I didn't really. I told the guys I was going to let them kind of go on this one. I didn't really dive yet in this. I like to try do one of these. Um, I had down the Florida State quarterback. Guys, both hit on. And I also had the Clemson quarterback. I'm not be a fan of him. I don't think he's as good of a player. Clubnick. Yeah. Clubnick. And here, Actually, and, you know what? And here, let me just, okay, then you can go, Jay. The only reason I like, I like this is because I think everything I'm hearing, Florida State, Clemson's the team that's coming out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think Clemson's going to be really good. And if they can get into the, fi- like in the final four and they can win that, 
Now, they do have a good running back. Does he take away a little bit of that? That's a possibility. So my two guys I had down. Now, Michigan, again, I like it. I mean, I, I love what Jason said. I think that's a great flyer. Uh, that kid's a stud. Gorm, again, coming off an injury. I do like McCarthy a little bit, but I think they're, they're going to run the ball. I, I think he'll throw here and there. I just don't think he'll put up the numbers again. I think Michigan's going to be really good. Um, you know, again, Harrison Jr. is another name for Ohio State the wide receiver. But again, I, they have so many skill position people that are so good. And then they're bringing into a, a new quarterback. I think Ohio state's going to be unbelievable. And some people have them ranked like number two in the country, but I I'm looking for that team that could be, you know, can we go out pack 12 really quick? You know, I don't think Williams is going to win it again because what, what is it guys really fast? You haven't had a guy win this back to back since like 71 I believe Archie Griffin. Archie, yeah, only one time ever. Yeah, yeah. So, you know who else do you have out there? You have uh, Penix Jr. out of Washington, and some people are high on them. Uh, Bo Nix, he'll get hurt. He'll get probably get hurt. Yeah, Bo Nix. I I'm higher probably on Bo Nix than a lot of people that I talk to. Um, but you know where I'm going, and I was probably going to do it was the Florida State quarterback or the Clemson quarterback. And you guys hit on those. Hey, guys. Real quick, uh, um, Jason, you brought up the Drew Aller for Penn State. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't know who it was or who posted it or talked about it, but I'm going to use those air quotes again. They say he has the it factor, which Penn State has been lacking forever, and they, and he draws these other kids in. So, it's, I, I mean, I think that Big Ten East is just murderer's row right now. And they do have the talent. They have some terrific corners. They have a terrific pass rusher, a great O-line. The running backs are really good. This is the make or break year, I think, for uh, Franklin. But he has not one hurdle to go through. He's got to go through two, which that's a killer. I, you know, I'm not high on Ohio State. I mean, they're still really good. But I don't think they're as good as they've been just because you do have the inexperienced quarterback. You've got two new tackles there. Um and you know the defense is highly recruited, but it has not played that pedigree. When you when they played really big games last year, they gave up yards. They gave up yards to Maryland. They gave up yards to Penn State. And Michigan ran through them in the second half like it was nobody's business. Georgia put up 500 yards on them. So, you know that scheme didn't take effect last year. So as like I said, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, but Michigan is still just dominated them up in Ann Arbor. Hopefully they can play better in Happy Valley. Um, obviously last time I played there, they should have had that game, and I kind of blew it late. Yeah, this I, I agree with Maddie what you said there because I was up at that whiteout game last year with uh, when they played Minnesota and he came in and played a little bit and that place went nuts. I mean they they want this guy. This is this yeah. is their quarterback. They wanted him last year in there. So and again their running backs are top notch. I mean they're those two running backs are fantastic. I mean. I again, I'm not trying to sound like I mean, I'm a Michigan fan. Uh, if you've been following the show, for no one's going to accuse you of being a Penn State homer. No, no, I'm not, and I'm not. And I mean, I grew up there. I intern, I did an internship there in the athletic department, and but I'll tell it like it is. If they're good, they're good, and I think this, I think this team could be special. I mean, you go up there sometimes and you listen, to them and they're like, "We're going to win the national champ." I mean, I was up there. In a couple of years ago, and Garvey's like, they can't run the ball. They're not winning the national champ. Now they can run the ball. Like this, this is a team that Penn State's going to be really good. So it's and it's a shame that it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State in one side of that. And you know, and the good thing is, guys, after this year, we're going to expand this because teams like Penn State should get in. These guys can't lose one game and go, oh, they're not in it. I mean, that's that's a crime. And so, I mean, if you lose to a really bad team, I can see it, but. I can't wait until this expands. So, hey, there's some Heisman talk for you. Uh, get a ticket in on somebody. I mean, we gave out some pretty good info there. So, hey, we have about four or five minutes here. We're going to bust through the last PGA uh, tournament here before the playoffs here. We got the Wyndham Championship, Sedgefield uh, Country Club, North Carolina. It's a Donald Ross design. It's uh, par 70, 7,131 yards. It's it's a North Carolina. I've played some North Carolina courses. It's a lot of woods. Fairways are kind of tight. 
Uh, it's Bermuda green, 17 smallest. It, again, it's not a very star studded field here. Man, I was close last week, guys. I got shut out. That's two weeks in a row. We got to break this, man. Emilio Grillo was really close for me to cash top five. Just didn't get there. And then Aaron uh, Rye was really close for me, top 10, but just didn't get there. So I got skunked again. Uh, 2022, Tom Kim minus 20. 21, Kevin Kistner minus 15. 2020, Jim Herman minus 21. And then JT, uh, is it post- Poston? Am I? It's Poston, right? He was, man, what a guy in the news, man. He blew like 200 and he blew a lot of money. He went for like an eagle. He needed an eagle and did, I think, a 10 cup situation. And he said, hey, you got to go for the win. I don't care. I mean, some people disagreed with him, but Jason shaking his head. I think he disagreed with them. Um, Really fast. I'm just going off some names over the last couple of years. Webb Simpson did not play last year, but seventh, third and second in this. Yeah. Billy, Billy Horschel, 27th last year, didn't play in 2021, second and sixth. Siwoo Kim did not play last year, but second, third, and fifth. Sanjay M, second last year, 24th, ninth, and sixth. Henley, I like I like Henley. Russell Henley in this. Uh, we'll see if the guys are on this, but fifth, seventh, ninth, 31st. Um, the only other name I'm going to throw out before I let you guys go, and I have not made any bets yet, but, you know, of course I'll bet this. Uh, McCarthy is one that a lot of people were on this week. Now, Glover was the name you heard last week, and Maddie said on the show he didn't like Glover, and Lucas Glover did not make the cut. So, good call there by Maddie. Uh, we'll start with Matt. Any names you're looking at for Wyndham Championship here? Yeah, I'll try to go quick. Um, so, if you're handicapping this event, some key stats this is definitely an accuracy over distance course. Uh, the fairways are really tight, 30 yards and in squeezed. The best stat is uh, approach from 100 to 150. So these guys are going to hit it's target golf, so they're going to give them their wedges in and see what they can do for it. Birdie scoring and driving accuracy, the other one. But you hit the names. Uh, I hate to say it, it's chalk. It's Russell Henley, Siwoo Kim, Sung J.M., all plus 2,000 to win. Crappy Billy Horschel on my no-fly list. Well, it makes the list again somehow. I don't know how this guy finds it on every week. He's on there plus uh, 5,000. And then I'm going to throw in one long shot. Austin Ekro, really good with the iron, uh, plus 10,000 to win. I don't think he's going to win. I did put a little money on it because I didn't put money on Harmon and still kind of got burned by that, but did win. But I'm going to put a little money on him. And I also think he could actually finish top 20 as well. Yeah, Austin Eckrod, he's a man on the spot there. He's, he is number 70. So he is in the playoff as of right now. So he needs a good round. So my card, I look for guys who need to get in. And uh, Dylan Wu is a guy who caught my eye last week. He's had a couple good weeks in a row now. I've got him for a top 20 in the top 40, plus uh, 115 and plus 400. Webb Simpson, as many mentioned, this is a horse for the course. He loves this course. He also needs to get going here. He's 170 right now. I don't even know if he can qualify with a win, but it's got to be really close. Uh, but he just, he plays this course really well, so I have him for a top 10 and a top 20. Billy Herschel, as you mentioned, Maddie, He's another guy, 116. I think he can make it. So I've got him for a top 10 at plus 450 and a top 20 at plus 225. And then my other guy, he's at 126 right now, is uh, Cheston Hadley, who's played really well. For the last five weeks, I got him as a top 20 at plus 400. Like I said, he's coming in hot. He needs to do something. like, And that's how I approach it this week. I need to see guys on the bubble who can get themselves in, who's playing well, can get themselves out. And that's what Wu and Hadley are two guys who are playing pretty well. Billy Horschel is playing for his uh, lungs. And uh, Webb Simpson just a horse for the course this week. Yeah, really quick because we got to get out of here. But uh, I like Russell Henley. Uh, I Again, I'm going to put this out on Twitter, but Henley's one I'm looking at. Webb Simpson, like Jason just said, again, I'm, I've am i been looking at course history, and I really like that. Billy Horschel was another one. Aaron Rye, again, I kind of like him. And then Brandon Todd. If you listen to some people that we've had on the show, they really like him. They said this is a course that he could do extremely well. So look at him to maybe get a top 10, top 20, look at that. Alex Norn's another one, and Hadwin. Hadwin, did I had him to win last week, and he did not. I don't think he made the cut. 
Jason's doing wow. a big thumbs down. Nope. A lot of people like him this week too. Um, so that's just another name. I'm just trying to throw some names, but um, McCarthy's one that everyone's on. Henley's one I like. Again, Webb Simpson, Billy Horschel, and um, that Rye again is another name there. So there's some names for you. Get some bets in on that, and um, we'll go from there. But, I mean, check our Twitter. We will put it out. Any final comments, fellas, tonight on this lovely Wednesday evening? Yep. Stay away from uh, Justin Thomas again. Oh, yeah. We didn't bring up our guy, Justin Thomas, man. He's out right now. He has to do really well he's a 79 he's on the outside looking in and you don't see any signs of him making that thing. No. <laughs> he was terrible last week yeah. I, I wasted money there i just burned it yeah it's just, it's just like, what happened it's amazing sports is one of those things like what happened is that guy driver so, accuracy man he's not leaving himself any chance to get close no you got to be top 70 Top 70 to get in, and then we got the playoffs and everything. So Justin needs a good week. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we say this every week. Check out all the great shows here, Wild Style Network, the Stand Up and Shout, Tribe Called Jess. Until next week, bang your bookie. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering.